0: What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, back in action here on August 11th, 2020. My apologies, there was no episode last week. I celebrated my 26th birthday on August 1st, 10 days ago, and I vacationed with my family to the Northwoods of Wisconsin, and... Had an awesome time. There's limited cell coverage and Wi-Fi. So I pretty much unplugged from my phone for the whole week. Didn't pay attention to any news. Didn't pay attention to sports. Uh, As much as I love sports, it's good to kind of just get a break from everything. Recharge. Spend some time in the Bible. Do my daily devotionals. Pray and admire God's creation. Just unplug from your phone. And if you haven't done that in a while... I highly recommend it. It's it's great. Just go out into nature and enjoy it. And if you're not able to do that, still take a break from your phone. There, As much as it feels like we need our phones, we can also take breaks from them. Uh, we're able to do that, thankfully. Uh, it, there's a lot of just addictions, habits that are formed with your phones. And I think it's great to just get away from it all. Take a break. When I'm on vacation, I don't want to do any work. And as much as I love people... It's good to just just get away and focus on the people that I'm vacationing with. Had a great time with my family. We were able to do a, a lot of kayaking, tubing. Uh, we were out boating, hiking, biking, played some tennis. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Had a great time, but now I'm back in action. To tell the truth, as I just returned from vacation yesterday, I've been out of the loop on a lot of sports. I caught up a little bit on my phone this morning, so I heard a little bit of some of the headlines, but I really haven't seen any clips from anything, Uh, so I have an excellent guest joining me today. I think it'll be funny. He could potentially catch me up on some of this stuff, and I can react to it on the air, but it's also possible that he's bringing up stuff that I'm already familiar with, and in that case, I'll have a take. And an opinion ready to go. I've also looked up a little bit of stuff, uh, so I have a couple of topics in mind to talk about, but we are going to talk about all sports really today, all sports that are in action, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and the latest on the future of college football this fall. It's a little gloomy right now, uh, but maybe there's some good news in all of it. We will see. We will talk through it all and at this time, I would like to welcome in our guest for the day, Jonathan J.J. Jaggard, joining me from the city of Chicago via phone right now. We're socially distant right now, J.J. Everything good?
1: Everything's good. It's it's a real shame I can't be in the studio with you today. We've had, uh, I think, a couple interviews in the past, and it's really fun to do it in person, but we'll we'll improvise here. Um, But yeah, things are going great. It's been a fun summer so far so making the most of it despite everything with covid but uh you know been able to
0: hang out with friends in a responsible way so things
1: are really good on my end
0: for those that are listening outside of the greater chicagoland area we were hit with a big tornado watch the other night uh everything here is fine we didn't have a power outage but you guys are doing well right jj
1: Yeah, it was pretty scary last night. There was a a stretch where it was pretty much pitch black out there. Uh, They were calling it a derecho, which I don't even know what that is, but it means a lot of thunderstorms. That's right in
0: Spanish. I win.
1: (laughs) That's right, yeah. In Uh, Spanish. I I mean, the weather, okay. I (laughs) I had never even heard the word before, but (laughs) it was was scary. But we survived. A lot of trees all over. No damage to our apartment.
0: Praise Uh, God. But it was...
1: It was pretty crazy looking at the looking at the weather radars. It was rolling in. It just looked like doomsday was rolling in. But um, we're all safe. I don't think there was too much damage, but uh, no no injuries to report here.
0: Well, praise God. It was quite a couple of days here in Chicago, and we'll just leave it at that. I was on vacation huh. for the past week up in the North Woods of Wisconsin, where I. Truly, I said in the intro of this podcast, I took an entire week off. No no phone, no internet. There isn't much coverage up there anyways. I just wanted to unplug. I didn't follow any sports. As much as I love sports, I just said it's good to vacation. It's good to take a break. So, Jonathan, today you are going to be catching me up on some of the latest headlines in sports. Some of these things I might be <laughs> hearing for the first time today, and uh, I'll react to them. So I want to hear what's on your mind first today, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, well, but before we jump into some headlines, I just want to say congrats to you. Good for doing that, for unplugging. You know, it's not easy to do these days, um, especially oh, yeah. uh, when everyone's just so addicted to their phones. So good for you for getting away. Um, it's always nice to do that. Refresh. You know, get your priorities straight. But
0: highly recommend it to all of the listeners, especially when you're going somewhere outdoors and you're able to do all the kayaking and the hiking and the bike riding and all of that stuff. It's good to just get away from the city and enjoy God's creation for a little bit.
1: Yeah, going up in the deep sky I, I absolutely love that. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's there's been a good amount going on with sports and, you know, you know, uh, I love baseball that's my favorite sport. I think it's yours too so of course there's definitely been some stuff stuff going on in in baseball um, but I mean yeah the I'd say that the biggest headline which might have occurred right when you came back um, <laughs> but was the the fight between the Astros and the As that was pretty pretty fun to watch you know don't want to be promoting fighting but uh it was very interesting watching everything go down you know it's been uh, just so interesting with how much the Astros are disliked across the league, especially by the A's, you know, the team that people don't talk about as much as the team that really got hurt by the Astros cheating scandal. You know, everyone talks about the Dodgers and the Yankees uh, just because they played them in the playoffs, but the Astros, you know, they were playing them more than anybody. They were in their division and uh, playing them, uh, you know, uh, as much as you can play a team. And so, they there's definitely a lot of bad blood there. So it was really interesting because it didn't seem like, uh, so what happened was, was this, uh, Astros pitcher, I believe he's a rookie young guy. Uh, he had hit this, uh, guy, Laureano, I believe. Ramon his name. Laureano. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know who it was before. He's
0: an amazing defensive center fielder. Got a cannon for an arm.
1: Nice. Yeah. No, it's, he seems like a cool guy. He got hit twice or three times in this series. And I think twice by the same pitcher, and the guy was a rookie. And I also, so,
0: Jonathan, I also heard that the A's were hit what five or six times total in the series.
1: Yeah, so it was it was bad. They were not happy. You know, already there's a lot of bad blood between these two teams. So the it's really funny if you watch the video. Uh, Loriano, he just kind of starts <laughs> yapping at the the pitcher. He's trying to give him a pitching lesson, saying, "Hey, you know, you know, you need to throw your slider like this," and the the rookie he's not having any of it he's drawn back in him and and so they kind of got to you know catcher steps in they got to separate him he gets the first and then the astros uh hitting coach starts uh starts yelling at Loriano and kind of beckons him to come fight him and Loriano's like all right i will so he runs at him and then just <laughs> after that so pretty pretty crazy stuff but uh the you know, the, the it just kinda of sums up the Astros season has not been going too well for them. It's been uh it's been a rough start, you know, really. Uh to the joy of most baseball fans. Uh most people don't want to see them doing well. Um, just to, to prove, you know, what you know, how they are when they can't be cheating. But uh it was definitely interesting to watch. Um I, I'm not sure if a suspension has been handed out yet, uh but it was, I don't think there was, has
0: been one yet.
1: Yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be pretty long just because, you know, MLB is trying to set a tone uh, as far as keeping distance during COVID. Because, you know, you, d- you just yeah. do not want any more of what's been happening with uh, the Marlins. Uh, they got a ton of guys with COVID and that, that really hurt their start to the season. Uh, even though they're actually doing surprisingly well right now, it's actually uh, they're yeah. defying a we'll lot get, of expectations. We'll get into that. We'll, but, let's
0: take... JJ, let's take one bite at a time here. Let's talk sure. about this uh, Astros debacle. So yeah. I have not, I don't think I've seen the footage yet. I just got into town, but I listened to a little bit of the discussion pertaining to it on the radio. So I heard a little oh, bit yeah. about it. I heard there was no social distancing going on with this confrontation.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. They, he ran right out there, the uh, Laureano, uh straight at the coach and then some guys, uh who are you know in the on the bench they they jump out and they get in between them uh and then it's really just i, I don't know if any clean punches were thrown but there's just a lot of wrestling uh, a lot of body on body uh you know there's a lot of stuff going around and i actually just looked it up there were uh suspensions that just got handed out about 30 minutes ago so um oh wow the, what are they yeah so the the hitting coach Uh, Alex Cintron for the Astros got 20 games uh, and Ramon Laureano got six games, which is actually, I think that that's pretty fair. And I think a lot of baseball fans could get on board with that just because what really happened was the Astros coach was kind of, you know, enticing him and, and he really instigated this fight in a way that you don't really want to see a coach getting into it with a player. That's not, that's not at all what people want. And so, like that's pretty inappropriate, I'd say, for a coach to kind of start a fight with a player. Um, so he gets 20 games. Floriano gets six, which is probably pretty yeah. fair for for running at and trying to attack somebody, especially during uh during all this stuff with COVID, where we want to keep the distance. So I I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with those suspensions.
0: A couple things. First of all, so a six-game suspension is a tenth of the season. So that'd be like getting 16 games for this offense which i think is a little bit much but i also understand that they have to establish this tone of we have to be very careful we can't let this virus spread because it will kill our sport so i i don't have a real problem with it but i think it's pretty crazy we are three weeks into this season and however many months out from everything that we've found out about the Astros, I was uncovered uh, back in January and there is not a single suspension that's been slapped onto an Astros player yet this year, which I find very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's why a lot of fans are, you know, really frustrated, including myself, you know, that uh, all the players got immunity for, uh, you know, being honest about what, happened and what went down and I think a lot of fans you know would have liked to see only you know a select few players get immunity because you probably could have gotten the same exact story uh and then been yeah. able to uh hand out some suspensions to players so uh it I mean it, it that definitely is disappointing but uh I think that with this uh there was a lot of talks people thought that the suspension was going to be longer for Loreano to set and, an even uh bigger message so i'd heard something more like 15 to 20 so when i see wow i i I guess i was just ready for a lot more um so i am i'm I'm happy with that uh and you know i would have loved to see that ring get vacated same with the uh the mvp that altuve won because my boy aaron judge he came in second that year and he didn't (laughs) so uh you know my yankees bias will um will definitely push me to <laughs> want that. But uh, it was, uh, I, I'm okay with this, bottom line. is that suspension I'm on board with.
0: Well, I am still unhappy with the fact that Joe Kelly got an eight-game suspension for throwing in the direction, I think it was Carlos Correa, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Carlos Correa. He didn't hit the guy. He taunted him a little bit got eight games for that, which I still think is kind of crazy. I know that they don't want guys throwing at players, but at the same time, there is such a thing as a message pitch and a brushback pitch where you throw it up and in and you're not trying to hit the guy, but you're trying to send a message. And that message was sent. I don't think Joe Kelly should have gotten eight games. Again, you do the math of everything, what that equates to in a regular game season. And that is somewhere in between twenty and thirty games. That's a lot for that type of an offense.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean they, those pitches were pretty bad. I think that uh it went behind his head, so it was uh yeah. definitely definitely yeah. aiming for the head, but it was also pretty funny that he ended up striking him out at the end of the at bat and uh that's when <laughs> they, they really started uh yelling at each other. It was um it was pretty funny to to see that go down. Um Obviously, you know, you don't really want to promote that, but...
0: Yeah, and conversely now, Jonathan, the Astros hit five guys on the A's and no suspensions going in the direction of the Astros. I, I just find the irony of that uh, quite interesting, to say the least. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it it definitely is. You see the, the league is, for some reason, choosing to protect the Astros, because I think that they they don't want to go back on the decision that they made because then they look bad. And so they basically are kind of doubling down on their decision. And now if you retaliate or if you, you, know, if you are going after the Astros trying to hit them or fight, whatever it is, uh, then you're also attacking the MLB's decision. And so there's probably a lot of politics and optics that go into that as well, where the MLB and Manfred, they don't, they don't want to look bad they want to say no we made the right decision you know nobody ever wants to admit when they're wrong especially in today's culture you know people don't want to Absolutely. Uh, take ownership <laughs> so the MLB they're standing by their decision and any anyone who attacks an Astros player that's also an attack a perceived attack on the MLB i think is what's going on so it's frustrating but i i'm just hoping to see the Astros you know not really go far in the playoffs or even not make it at all I think that would give I think that would give fans the most joy um, and and then once fans are back next year then I'm sure the Astros will get it all over again but from the fans instead of the players so it'll be I think it'll be a good two year stretch to to dislike the Astros
0: <laughs> so Jonathan a headline that I am aware of if I just googled NBA because Again, I, I was in the dark all the last week. The NBA came back a couple days before I went on vacation. And the NBA, I'm actually quite uh, surprised that the press is even reporting on this. This is from Sports Illustrated. Rating surrounding NBA-related programming continuing to nosedive because... I've, I've talked about on this podcast in past weeks how it seems like the NBA is typically elevated by the press, can never really do any wrong. We're always told that it's the sport of the future and it's growing in popularity. Uh, do you have any thoughts as to what's going on here w- with this, Jonathan? Have you been locked in on the NBA? or uh, what, what are your thoughts on that matter?
1: Well, uh, my following of the NBA, I, I watched Uh, the fourth quarter of the Lakers Clippers uh, restart game, which was really fun ending. Um, You know, I definitely was excited to watch basketball for the first time in a while. Um, So I, you know, I've been following that then it's been cool to see uh, Damian Lillard. He's going off Uh, Booker is going off. So it's fun to see teams that are fighting for spots in the playoffs, really pushing it. Um, But as far as, as ratings go, you know, I mean, the, NBA is definitely very vocal about, uh, stances that it's taking, you know, right now, uh, with everything happening in the country. And, you know, that's like, that's players rights. And like, you know, I'm all about exercising rights, but there's, um, a large, uh, I guess, portion of the fan base that doesn't really want to,
0: they want a distraction from everything that's wrong in the world. They want to relax, I think is what you're saying.
1: Right. And, and so I think that, um, and you see people uh, all over social media are saying, you know, I'm not going to watch because of this, like, this is why I'm not going to watch. And so um, it's, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, because the, the ratings have been falling uh, for a bit. So I don't know if I would, uh, yeah. I don't think I read the article that you were talking about, but if they can, if they're dropping, you know, more now than they were before. I, I guess that's kind of the opposite of what people would have expected because it had been gone for so long and people were so ready to have sports. But, um, yeah, I think that that's probably, uh, just people, you know, not wanting to, uh, they want to get a break. Exactly what you're saying. And if they can't get it in sports, you know, then, then they're not going to watch sports and they'll find a different place to, to get an escape. So that's really interesting. I didn't know that the ratings were continuing to, to drop, but, um,
0: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because the ratings were at an all-time low uh, over the last two years earlier this season and last season, and you keep hearing all these excuses. Oh, well, Steph Curry's injured, or before it was, well, the Lakers aren't good. Well, now the Lakers are good, and you have the same problem. I think there are a number of things going on. I just don't think the league is as popular as it's been propped up to be. Um, But I I think a big thing here, Jonathan – uh, I just think about my own personal interest. I think about priorities. You have right now, you have baseball going on where these games really, really matter. It's a shortened season, and baseball typically does extremely well in the local markets. People are watching that. And then I'm not going to say that hockey's doing amazing, but in my own personal, like in terms of priorities, NHL is playing playoff hockey right now the NBA on the other hand has okay there are some games going on right now and it's going to determine who gets to be swept by the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs uh but I mean really it seems like these are kind of like preseason games I think it'll pick up big time when the actual playoffs get going but I just think that people have higher priorities right now. Um, but it is surprising cause you would expect that pretty much every sports ratings would jump up, especially after that major league baseball, uh, season opener was the highest rated cable game in like nine years.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm definitely glad to see baseball is, is doing well, um, locally too. Uh, so that's, that's definitely good to hear. Um, have you been? So I guess I didn't even know. I don't follow hockey too closely. I kind of whenever the <laughs> Blackhawks are doing well, that's when I'll start watching. So I really didn't even know what was happening. And then everyone's like, "Hey, are you watching the Hawks game?" I'm like, "I didn't know that the Hawks were on." <laughs> so so now now we're tuned back in. So I'm excited for that. That's going to be uh, really fun to to follow. But you know, I I guess you don't you don't wish. Uh, you know, I I hope that all sports ratings are up. You know, it's good. I think for. Yeah. every sport when sports are are up so um it's definitely disappointing i hope that the nba can figure out a good balance of you know pleasing their audience but also you know exercising their rights to to you know share how they feel about what's going on in the world and so um yeah i i'm exce- it's i'm glad that baseball is doing well though that's kind of my main sport i think as we've talked about so
0: Yeah, so for hockey, just a couple of quick hits here. I was going to bring this up anyways. The Chicago Blackhawks, after Sam Quiet two weeks ago, Jonathan, we did a little NHL preview for what these playoffs are going to sound like. And my man, Hockey Sam, Sam Quiet, he said that the Blackhawks were going to get swept out of the first round. The Blackhawks pulling a big-time upset over the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid that was a huge upset. And another another upset that uh, I I saw that occurred over the past week was the Pittsburgh Penguins fell to the Montreal Canadiens. Those were two outcomes that were we were talking about. Those would be the least likely outcomes in the first round. So now you're getting like a wild March Madness style uh, <laughs> NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think people. I'm hoping people get into this because I think it's pretty awesome what we have going on there. And the games start at like 10 a.m. too.
1: I mean, I would be very frustrated if I'm looking at the standings now and the Oilers are in second (laughs) in the Pacific Division. And if I'm an Oilers fan, I'm really max. I'm sure they were playing great right before everything came to a halt. The Hawks were in last place in the Central, so... That's uh, that's <laughs> yeah. really great to see, and that's that's good for the sport. I think when you have, uh, kind of just ma'am going down, similar to March Madness, I like that comparison. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's good to hear. I'll have to go back and get the, uh, you know, Sam Quiet's, uh, I guess, incorrect prediction. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited <laughs> to see what the Hawks can do because it's always fun for your city when uh, your team is doing well. Um, I'm sure you got a lot of Chicago listeners, so. Uh, Mostly, you know, plenty of Blackhawks fans, but sorry if you have any Oilers fans out there that are listening. That's uh, a little disappointing.
0: In terms of the quarantine sports right now and the effect that the coronavirus is having on sports, I think something I'm really interested in is what we have going on in Major League Baseball so far where games are getting canceled if teams, if someone has the coronavirus on each team. And now the Cardinals have had. About seven games canceled. I don't know how Major League Baseball is going to make those games up. But something that I was thinking about, Jonathan, I was thinking about youth sports. I was thinking about Little League. If a team is unhealthy and can't show up, that team forfeits. And it'll be interesting to see if that's somewhere we end up going with major league baseball, because you are inconveniencing someone if you're on, if they're unable to play you because your team uh, for whatever reason has contracted COVID-19 and that that's not like, I wouldn't say that a team's necessarily doing something wrong. If they have COVID, these things happen now, obviously you can be responsible and make good decisions. And we hope that everyone's doing that, but it will be really interesting to see how this thing plays out because at a certain point you're going to look and you're going to say, how are we going to make up seven games? Uh, in September. We already have the Cardinals have to make up seven games so far and we're, we're just getting going. It seems it's possible. They may have more to make yeah. up in the future.
1: Yeah. They've only played five games this year, you know, and the rest of the league is at, you know, 16, 17 games. And, uh, it's, it's definitely that that is interesting the comparison to youth sports. Um, you know what I think at the outside of the season, each team has had six or seven scheduled rest days uh, in this crazy stretch of baseball. So you know they they've used up all of those already. and so what they're doing with double headers, I, I think that they're interesting what you know they switched to uh, seven inning double headers which is uh, very uh, different than what we're used to. And uh, apparently the, the players really like it. Uh, they're having a lot of fun with that. Um, and I think fans are a little bit iffy on that. I, I would prefer, obviously, to not have that. But when you just need to squeeze games in to get the full 60-game season, you kind of have to do what the only thing that you can do. And so I'm guessing that the Cardinals will have to do a lot of those double headers, uh, basically until... Uh, they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which may or may not happen because, you know, basically half the league is going to be making the playoffs with the expanded playoff format, which they announced, uh, I think, on opening day this year where uh, you've got eight teams from uh, the national league and the American league making it. So it's, uh, they may not uh, be able to even reach that point. So I'm also very interested. Will the Cardinals be able to finish the season? I, I don't know. So that's yeah. going to be interesting to see how that plays out, <laughs> but they're, they're doing the best that they can. I think, um, you know, it's obviously the hardest situation. You have to be willing to pivot. Uh, so maybe they even have to push the playoffs back to be able to squeeze in games. Cause I don't think it's just going to be the Cardinals, you know, happen with the Marlins. It's, it's going to yeah. happen with another team. So. Um, we'll see how it ends up working out. We've got our fingers crossed, um, and hopefully they don't have to cancel like a, uh, you know, like another sport that we just heard about. So I don't know if that's a good transition or not. But <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> it's interesting that you're bringing that up. I for- I almost forgot that we still had to talk about college football today. I was uh, I had a couple of MLB points, but I guess we'll save those for the next time we chat, or maybe at the end of this show. But as you mentioned. College football, Big Ten, Pac-12, They reports are out. They are planning on not having a college football season despite releasing schedules last week. Uh, I don't necessarily know what this means for the SEC, the ACC. It sounds like those conferences are still trying to be played. Scott Frost, Nebraska squad, is talking about getting out of the big 10 for this year and just forming their own schedule as an independent team. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. Did I accurately cover what's going on in college football there? Because again, I was out of commission for a week. (laughs) Yep.
1: No, I think that's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty much what's going on. Um, I think that, yeah, they are targeting the spring, uh, to bring it back. So hopefully that can end up happening. Um, maybe there'd even be some changes to, to actually put the season back on, but I really don't think that that's likely. Um, I think that, you know, you've had a couple of schools where there have been uh, big outbreaks amongst the teams and there's just so many people, so many bodies that you have to uh, take care of and take account for. And, the, you know, it's one of the most physical uh, sports. And so it's going to be really tough to, to um, to really make sure that they can do that in a safe way, and so obviously the players want to play. You've been seeing uh, most uh, most important players are sharing uh, a post that's basically saying, you know, we want to play, we wanna um, we wanna you know do this and do it right. We want to have the right to opt out if we don't want to. Um, they also want to. They're talking about forming a players union, which would be really interesting to see how that uh, how that would work itself out. But, you know, being a a big 10 fan, uh, an Indiana grad, it's definitely tough to see. I'm a lot more concerned about college basketball happening because our football program is not, uh, (laughs) not the best you could say. Um, so I, I, am definitely sad and I feel for all my friends that are huge college football fans, but, um, I, I, it's just kind of going to be an evolving situation, just like most of these decisions really are.
0: Jonathan, I have a greater passion for college football than the NFL myself. So this is pretty heartbreaking for me as well. But I guess my hope here's the we try to find positivity in all this stuff. If the SEC is able to make a season happen this year and things go relatively well, then let's say you get around a a month in or two months in and you're around October. And maybe, they, maybe they're already talking about delaying the start of college basketball, shortening the regular season for college basketball, who knows. But if I think if you could get an SEC or just a conference out there doing this thing and it's all happening well, then I think people will look and they'll see, hey, this thing can work and we can make a lot of money if we're able to figure this thing out. That's my hope.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be tough because once you've decided to – not have the season um, it's really hard to organize you know a restart we saw that with MLB yeah. and NBA and NHL too you know it just takes a while to figure out all the logistics football you have so many moving parts it's if it, I think that if a uh, you know one of the conferences decides to not play they probably just are going to have to mix their season um, and if one other conference does decide to play then they'll be able to play it out until either the end of the season or they have to call it mid season. But um, I'm not, I'm not looking too optimistic, but I think that where the real hope is, is potentially, even though they announced that there's not going to be a season, they may be able to reverse that decision uh, if they can do it in the next few weeks uh, in time to prepare for a a season with some kind of bubble or some kind of uh, precautions taken. So,
0: Hopefully we can see college football and college basketball this fall. Jonathan, I know you have to run here in a little bit. Do you have any other quick hits and headlines you wanted to discuss?
1: Um, I mean, I think we hit most of the big ones. Uh, The MLB came back. Uh, Also, I wanted to just give a quick shout-out to uh, David Ross for totally... Um, defying my expectations for what I thought was going to happen <laughs> this MLB season, I thought he was not the man for the job for the Cubbies. Thought he was just going to be more of the same, the same as Madden. But he's uh, doing a great job leading the team. If they can just figure out their bullpen, they're going to be uh, definitely one of the favorites here uh, in October. Um, but I definitely have to eat my words on that at least so far this season. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think uh, the guys are definitely getting up to play for him. They seem like they really want to win for him. Uh, So he definitely is doing a good job so far. I'm not entirely ready to buy into the Cubs. I've been very critical. I need to see some more. They haven't really played anyone yet. And... It's never fortunate to have games wiped from your schedule and have to make up games, but it could have been fortunate for them that they did not have to play the Cardinals because I mean, they've had two series with the Royals, they had a series with the Pirates. Uh, they've played the Brewers and the Reds, who at, at both points, neither of those teams were playing well uh, for either series. So I need to see a little more, but when you're standing at 10-2 and two in a 60-game season, that's an amazing spot to be in. 10-3, yeah. and three, I think they're at.
1: Yep. Yeah. So we'll see if they can keep this going. I hope so. You know, I love rooting for the Cubs. So, um, but yeah, uh, I was sad they didn't pick Girardi, but,
0: um, <laughs> you know, Girardi got a job and I think he's doing well. So, uh, the Cubs are doing well. I'm, I'm happy. Phillies are at 500. They shellacked the Braves yesterday.
1: Yeah. Well, they, cause they also got, uh, they had some games canceled with, uh, COVID. Yeah. So that was definitely unfortunate for them, but, uh, I think they're doing the best that they can. Um, they put up a good showing against my Yankees, unfortunately, but uh, uh, those those games were fun to watch for sure. But wishing Joe Girardi the best with uh, his new team for sure.
0: I have two quick things here, Jonathan. Sure. You brought up the Yankees. Stanton is hitting the – I don't know if he's officially hitting the DL, but he's expected to miss three or four weeks he's injured again. Shocker.
1: Uh not a shocker, I guess I'd say,
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> he's, he's, made of glass, unfortunately. Uh, but he, I mean, he was playing so well before, you know, OPS over, uh, a thousand. So it was cool to watch him really playing well, but I think it's his hamstring, um, which is pretty sad, but you know, they that's the thing with the Yankees is they have depth unlike, uh, any other team really. So, they've got plenty of backup, you know, their, their outfield is stacked. So they, they might end up bringing Clint Frazier back up the, uh, the they're calling him masked thunder uh, because he was wearing a mask <laughs> throughout uh, preseason and kind of, you know, yeah. good, good looks there. But so we'll see if he can find his way on the field, but it is, it is sad to see Stanton go down because he was playing MVP Cal baseball before. Um, so that is, that is tough, but not too surprising, like you said.
0: <laughs> it's unfortunate for Clint Frazier that he's stuck in this role with Stanton, frequenting the DL. I'm still going to call it the DL. I know it's changed the IL, but I, you can't just make me change that yeah. uh, all of a sudden <laughs> and be able to do it seamlessly. But Stanton hits the DL pretty frequently, and so that keeps the Yankees from trading Clint Frazier, which gives him the opportunity to play every day on another team and to develop his own game, get a bigger payday when he gets when he hits the market. Uh, but he's stuck in this role for now where it's just coming back and forth between playing and not playing uh, because of how much depth the Yankees have, at least uh, in their starting lineup.
1: Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. I mean, as a Yankees fan, what I'm hoping will happen is He'll get some good playing time, play well, which he was playing really well in the in spring ball. So uh, we're hoping that he can show off a little bit, and then maybe uh, he could get traded for a good uh, a good arm uh, to help the Yankees down the stretch. Uh, just because I also want him to be able to play, like you're saying. You know, I feel bad for him because he could start on a lot of teams, um, but he's just he's kind of talked his way out of a, a role. Uh, just, you know, he he's, has not handled the media well. And then he also has played some poor defense. So, um, but I think he has so much potential. And hopefully this will be something that will uh, be able to uh, allow him to show off his his abilities uh, and maybe get traded um, and get some playing time. So I'm excited to see how his career goes because he, he is really talented.
0: The last thing I have for you, Jonathan, is just a, a, a concept here. I think it'll be really interesting with COVID-19 and how it's impacting teams. First of all, I think the league office did a fantastic job once the Marlins contracted it because there was a lot of pressure where it's like, you got to cancel baseball now. And it's like, Do these people want baseball to get canceled? <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> weird how much people are like, putting pressure on the league to close. Like they don't want this thing to succeed. Uh, Whereas most of us just are so happy to have this content. We want it to work. We want it to, we love the sport. We want to see it flourish. Um, So I think, first of all, I don't compliment the league office and commissioner Manfred too often, but I thought they did a fabulous job when the Marlins, contracted it and they've Marlins have been able to come back and now they're playing and now the Marlins are in first place Uh, who could have seen that coming (laughs) but I will say it will be really interesting to see if there's a team down the stretch in the final few weeks of the season who's clearly out of it And they just have a reoccurring problem with COVID-19 if it just effectively eliminates them from contention. And how do you how do you deal with that? Because let's say you're supposed to let's just say in this instance, the Mets are the team that gets COVID, which seems like a very Mets thing to happen. Right. Uh Yeah. Yeah let's say the Mets have COVID and the Reds have some games down the stretch against the Mets and they need to play those games in order to get into the playoffs. How can the, the Mets, Let's. let's how's the Mets problem become the Reds problem where they're not able to get those games in? And that's where it'd be interesting if they just have to forfeit those games. But then, the same time, other teams aren't going to be happy to say, oh, well, you got three freebies, so that that's right. something that i'm really interested to see how how mlb navigates a situation like that yeah
1: they're going to have to find a way to get uh, each team 60 games or you know maybe they'll end up capping it you know they might shorten the season or something and you know keep it at 50 or 55 um something like that but uh that will be interesting to see i don't think any of us can predict how that'll go down but i'm sure there'll be <laughs> a few more teams that get hit with uh the covid and and it will impact the end. So I'm glad I don't work in the operations department of the MLB.
0: (laughs) I will say, while I was initially critical, I am actually happy now that this season, the playoffs have been expanded to eight teams because of how we're seeing all this stuff play out. We don't want a team that's on the brink of getting into being that top five excluded because of a weird circumstance with that. And we also are seeing how a 60 game season where you might not even play all 60 games is so fluky that the Marlins could win the NL East. And now when you only have five teams in the playoffs, you you're going to have like the Marlins are going to be hosting a playoff series. Like I think we're seeing that this was actually a good call in the end to expand the playoffs and it should make for a fun race when we get down to it in October.
1: Yeah, those three game series in the first round are going to be intense. Um, but yeah. I'm glad that they did it, so the home team is hosting all three. That's I think that was smart, yeah. just because you know ML, MLB realizing that it's a, a game of averages, so uh, the best team can lose a game to the worst team. But if you put it at home, then I think that that definitely stacks the odds in the better team's favor, and then they're going to do it uh, like a normal series normal playoffs after that so uh, i i think that it was wise um there's definitely gonna be fans that once you know a team wins the world series will say that that doesn't really count you know it'll be an asterisk by it but uh i think it's kind of you had it's what you had to do um and so i am glad that they made that that hard decision um and it, if they make enough money they may try to keep that around which i wouldn't be a fan of but uh, the people who make the money, you know, they might be a fan of, so, uh, we'll, (laughs) we'll see what they end up keeping from this year. So should be, it'll be a wild ride for sure.
0: I certainly would love to go back to how things were before next year. And I'm talking, I'm talking designated hitter, get that the heck out of the national league, uh, get, get our playoffs back to where they were before all of that stuff. But, uh, I'm just I'm thankful to enjoy the the madness for right now. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have sports back and have sports be a part of the madness because they're kind of dealing with what everybody in the world has been dealing with. Uh, so it's it's fun to see. And if they can finish the season, if the NBA can finish, if the NHL can finish, I think everyone will be really happy. And hopefully, we can have uh, football pick up the torch right after them. So it'll, it'll be exciting
0: to watch it all go down. Absolutely. Well, Jonathan, do you have anything else for me today?
1: Um, no, I don't. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad you got to enjoy your, uh, your rest. <laughs> so, uh, looking forward to, maybe we can do something, uh, in the next few months here. So, uh, always, yeah, always love uh, talking to your listeners. So keep up the great work, man. <laughs>
0: Well, Jonathan, I will let you get back to work. I know you have a busy work day today, but thank you so much for calling in during your lunch break. This was a lot of fun, and we certainly will chat sometime soon.
1: Awesome. All righty. Have a good one, Jack. Thanks, guys.
0: Had a very fun time talking a plethora of sports with Jonathan Jagger today. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation coming up on the podcast i should be doing a reality tv episode with rachel gerhardt soon big brother just got going it's big brother all-stars in addition to that survivors canceled we'll get the latest on the amazing race the bachelorette the challenge all of that good stuff i look forward to speaking with her soon That should be sometime this week or next week. There will also be a Sports Talk episode next week. Guest TBD, but I will get on that soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of The Jack Vita Show and you'd like to hear more, subscribe to The Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is. You get your podcasts. You can subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jack Vita. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Jack Vita Show. Facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. Leave a glowing five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would do so much great for the podcast. I, I need to start reading the five-star reviews that we get on the podcast. I think that would be a nice treat. So if you, if you write a five star review, I will read it on here and I will start reading some of the ones that I have received in the past. So if you've written one, thank you very much. If you haven't, I would very much appreciate it. I hope everyone is doing well in the midst of everything that's going on in the world. It's been a tough week here in Chicago But I know that God is sovereign. I know God is good. And I know that God is going to bring us through all of this stuff. Uh, Keep that faith. Trust God. Uh, I I sure do. Um, But yeah, keep staying positive, my friends. All of this stuff will pass. And there's a lot of good happening even now in the world. So thank you all for listening to my episode of The Jack Vita Show today. Uh, Please come back soon. And until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters.